Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm your co-host, Al, and I'm here with my good friend, Courtney. I'm here. You're here. And you know what, folks? When you're listening to this, I have become part of the workforce again. Yeah. I'm a. I'm in back at school. You're doing a gerb. I hate having a job. Yeah, me too. It's so worse. <laughs> absolute nightmare. Two and a half months of absolute freedom. I could do whatever the fuck I want. I got up. I exercised in the morning. I had lunch. I watched YouTube. I walked my dog. I did all the stuff I wanted. Now I'm gonna go to work. I gotta go to work. I teach those kids. <sighs> They're our future. Uh, they're not. Okay, well, <laughs> not these. <laughs> hey, not these ones. <laughs> Uh, so I need I need you to school me on something. Oh, I can school you. Oh, good. I can school. What subject do you want? Um, How about English? No, oh, I hate English. Oh. Uh-oh. Do I, I guess I don't have to do it. <laughs> English, please. I'd like to start this episode yeah. with a reading from a piece of classical literature. Oh, okay. You let me know when you've clocked the source. Okay. And if you don't get it by about nine words in, I'll be shocked. Okay. This is going to be a bad test for me. Towards thee I roll, thou all-destroying but unconquering whale. Oh. (laughs) To the last I grapple with thee, from hell's heart I stab at thee. For hate's sake I spit my last breath at thee. Sink all coffins and all hearses to one common pool, and since neither can be mine, let me then tow to pieces while still chasing thee, though tied to thee, thou damned whale." Thus, I give up the spear. Um, where the red fern grows. Yeah. <laughs> they call one of the dogs a whale. My side of the mountain. My side. Oh, <laughs> oh, that boy had a hawk as a pet. Yeah. He had a hawk, all right. Um, you're talking about the whale book. Yeah. The, Moby Johnson. Moby's. Robert. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize, I've never read this book. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, I didn't realize it was written old-timey. Yeah, well, especially this end part. Yeah. Uh, Hermie Melly gets... <laughs> my buddy, Hermie? Hermie? My friend Hermie? Uh, he gets really Shakespearean at the end because uh. he wants it to have that feeling. Yeah. Um, but uh, what he's what he's kind of talking about here, uh, this is basically this is, is what comes right after the big mean whale yeah. uh, destroys the boat. Okay. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> Hey. Look, the oeuvre is bad in this book. It's bad, yeah. yeah. Do you know the name of the boat? Uh, mm, mm. Is it vaguely racist? I have no idea. Oh, the boat? Yeah. No. I thought it was like an indigenous name. Probably. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> That's just my gut. Uh, it's called the, the Pequod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So according to our old friend Sparknotes.com Oh, bless The whale is all-destroying but (laughs) unconquering Its victory has been inevitable But it has not defeated Ahab's spirit He is spiritually already in hell's heart Mm. And he acquiesces to his own imminent death (laughs) Okay What does the whale represent now? Uh, you're gonna find out Okay (laughs) God Call shot By the way (laughs) By the way uh, I am and it was an English teacher. Um, and one of my rules is I only teach books that were written in the last 10 years. I think that's wise. Why? A, you don't get shitty, like, kids reading fucking Shakespeare with this shit. And, like, what does thou mean? I'm like, I don't <laughs> what know. What does thou 
was mean. And two, there's no spark notes. So the kids can't plagiarize anything. It's very smart. It's great. They hate it. <laughs> when they ask, they're like, can't we do this book? I'm like, no. Like, Why not? Because there's spark notes about it. <laughs> you have to read it. Anyway. So that was uh, an incredibly passionate and lyrical representation of the whaling industry written by Herman Melville in 1850. Yeah. Oh, that's a really long time yeah, ago. It fucking is. Who reads books that old? Do we need to? You know, it's really up to the user. 1850. It's a long time. So, that's too long. It's old as hell. No one cares about a fucking whale. Whales don't exist anymore. It's 2022. They're dead, right? They're all Yeah, the whales are gone. gone. Yeah. Actually, yeah. the whales are all gone. Called shot. By 2023, <laughs> all the whales are going to be gone. Uh, do you want to take another look at it from a slightly more modern angle? I guess so. So this is from the April 16th, 1936 issue of the Santa Cruz Sentinel. 90, okay, 1936? Yeah. Still old. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what, do you want to fight about it? Modern. I just want to call it modern. <laughs> Yeah, I do want to fight about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. It's 90 years ago. That's incredibly old. (laughs) That's grandmother old. That is grandmother old. Rest in peace, Grandma. So this article was titled, Eight Tons of Whale Meat Shipped from L.A. (laughs) to Here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Back on board. On board now? We're back on board, baby. You think I was going to do you dirty? We're going to ride it. Eight tons of whale meat. That's a lot of whale meat. It's a lot of whale meat. Boy. Ooh. That's a New England sandwich right there. <laughs> As they call it. Oh, wow. A hoagie is, is what they would call it. In New England. <laughs> New England hoagie. In New England, a hoagie. Eight tons of whale meat God. were shipped yesterday from the wharf by truck to Long Beach. Oh, wow. Fifteen tons is at the refrigerator of the Union Ice Company in cold storage in this city oh. to be removed later. I love they don't have refrigeration yet. No. They just have ice. They got a lot of ice. That's a lot of ice. That's If you got eight tons of whale meat, you, you need a lot, lot of ice. That's <laughs> what I always say. <laughs> I'm always I'm always saying this. <laughs> the meat was from three whales oh. on board the reduction ship California, which was anchored off the municipal wharf all day yesterday. It was a great sight from the wharf to watch the cutting up of the meat. Mm. It was hoisted up by a winch, and Mm. eight men worked in getting it attached to the winch. The size of the enormous open mouth, about eight feet from top to bottom, and the great jawbones were almost unbelievable in comparison with the small throat. Not a throat goat. (laughs) This whale? I guess I'm going to say sperm whale then. Uh, Probably. It it didn't specify. Yeah, they used to love hunting those. Yeah. They had a lot of meat on those bones. (laughs) It sure did. (laughs) A six-foot saw operated by oh steam. A steam-powered saw <laughs> to cut through a whale? <laughs> I love this. I told you. I, I, I didn't tell you, but, I, you know, you had to know there'd be Is treats. this where... What city is this in? This is in Long Beach, California. Oh, so. Long Beach, California. Okay, other side. Yeah. I was thinking New England. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Wow. Whale. The six-foot saw operated by steam was used, and in quick time, the saw would pass through the big jaw and backbones. The flesh was removed clean of all bone, and the bones and the fat cut from the flesh were removed and dropped through a hole in the deck below. The bones are crushed and used with the fat in a fertilizer. Mm. The pieces of meat are of such size to be easily landed and average 35 to 40 pounds each. 
I was just thinking we uh, over over yonder in UBC mm-hmm. we have a blue whale skeleton that yeah. that washed up, and I was thinking about the bones. Whale oil is so fucking like abrasive and like it's in all the crevices. Yeah, those bones stink. Yeah, those bones fucking stink. There's nasty bones. And if you go to the UBC BD Museum. You asked to smell the the whale stink. They'll take out some whale stink for you to smell. Damn. Yeah. Whale stink on demand. I, I whenever I took my students there, I always got them to smell the whale stink. You with that whale? That was the <laughs> highlight of grade five, folks. Oh my god. Yeah. I would be excited to whiff a whale. I just I'm just thinking about the stink going on. Can you describe the notes? Pungent. It, like it hits you. It just like it's forceful. Yeah. And your brain. I think it hits your brain before it hits your like your olfactory nerves because your brain says oh (laughs) 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 it's like a really gamey like ungent i would call it i would call it like i would imagine it would be like if a dead human also died alongside just sardines okay yeah and it's just like putrid like it it doesn't smell like dead fish it smells like a dead mammal Mm. Yeah. You just, Yay. yeah, it was, it was just, it's so, it, you, your body like steps away from it before you actually can smell. So like, you, you're, you disassociate. Yeah. Oh my God. Smells so bad. You disassociate. But, hey, 10 and 10 would recommend. <laughs> Everyone's got to do some petrified whale stink. <laughs> so what do you think these eight tons of meat were for? Well, I would say eaten. Eaten? But probably not. Because I don't... 1930s? Yeah. I mean, you're going to eat some whale meat in 1930s. I want to say the circus is involved somehow. <laughs> okay. We feeding some lions and tigers, maybe? <laughs> that, I don't that'd know. That'd be cool, though. That'd be really cool. Um, what are no. we doing with this whale meat? So in 1932, yeah. a man named Dr. W.J. Ross, no relation, <laughs> leased... I wish. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> leased the old Los Alamitos sugar plant. We making candy? <laughs> Originally opened in 1897 as a processing plant for sugar beets, the town of Los Alamitos thrived around the plant until 1926, when the local sugar beet industry was wiped out, likely due to drought, competition from Cuban sugar, and persistent beet-based parasites. Those fucking communist sugar (laughs) fucking competition. (sighs) In the early years of the Great Depression, Dr. Ross leased the now-empty sugar plant for his business. Despite the oncoming economic storm, Dr. Ross was extremely creative when it came to sourcing cheap protein for his product, mm. Dr. Ross's dog and cat food. Oh, oh that I should have guessed dog food. Yeah. We have a dog food plant near us. Really? What's the stink like on that bad boy? Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> so, okay, it's beautiful. We have a fish processing plant just along the river and I drive by it quite frequently it's on my way to work and when you drive by it on the summer you get and this is great this is very vancouver you get the smell the amazing fried food smell of the richmond night market Mm -hmm. and then you go into fish fucking massacre dog food alley yeah and you're like "Mm," like oh fried chicken and oh god Now, I used to work across the train tracks yes that's right processing plant yeah and it it brought me no shortage of joy all summer, watching them. Um, the seagulls. Yeah, the trucks would pull yeah. up, and all the fish guts would go in the trucks. Yeah. To be Ooh. taken to me to be probably, made into dog food. Probably where I was. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Uh, and and the man who drove the truck would have to fight the seagulls with a broom <laughs> when he got up on top of the truck to brush all the pink water off. 
<laughs> the pink mist. Yeah, it was gross. We're and also, I loved it. We're also home to <laughs> one time um, one of those fish trucks left uncovered and like <laughs> yeah. eight bald eagles drowned in the fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rip. Oh, those uh, dumb fucking birds. Yeah. It's a I real know. metaphor. Uh, I guess. So Dr. Ross. Yeah. He was he was on that whale meat tip. He was on um, whale meat. He also had plans in the works to market whale meat for human consumption. Oh. But he was foiled in late 1936 when the state of California put restrictions on the killing or capture of marine mammals on its coastline. Oh, dang. Not one to be easily dissuaded, Dr. Ross turned south. <laughs> To Mexico? To Mexico. Wow. We're going to get some Mexican whales. (laughs) While Mexico had strict conservancy laws regarding the critically endangered elephant seal, those laws did not extend to its handsome cousin, the sea lion. Oh, no. We killing sea lions, folks? Mm -hmm. I don't think we can do that. Do you know sea lions had a penis bone? A lot of mammals do. I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw one. I think it's called a baculum. Wow. You're so smart. A baculum... Hmm. I love Scott Baculum in this series. <laughs> I thought he was so good. <laughs> Quantum Leap. I love Weird Al Baculum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... Okay, is it weird of me... Whale... Whales... I mean, okay. I will put on a hard stance. I don't think we should kill whales or yeah, sharks or no, anything I, in the ocean. I agree. But wh- hunting whales, I guess, like... A lot of cultures do that, but I don't know hunting sea lions. That seems they're ocean dogs. It's mean. I think that's it. <laughs> I think they're dog mermaids. I think that's it. I mean, I think that you know there are probably yeah. indigenous practices of hunting sea lions yeah, oh, and seals, which is like a whole other that's thing. A whole other thing. I I guess maybe because whales to me seem like gentle giants. Yeah, and that's sad that you kill them. But sea lions is like they can fight back. <laughs> they sure can. This is like the most dangerous game. So Ross uh, basically took advantage of a trade concession yeah. uh, and began hunting sea lion in wow. Mexican waters. Uh, and start. he ended up starting up a several years long war with the San Diego Natural History Museum. What? Clinton Abbott, director of the museum, worked tirelessly to petition the Mexican government to revoke the concession protecting the sea lions. Okay. Uh, letters between Clinton Abbott and the behavioral ecologist William Burt of the National Audubon Society detailing the struggle have been archived at the University of Michigan. What is the Audubon Society? They got their birds. <laughs> It's not just birds, my friend. Sea lions ain't birds. No, they they like all kinds of they animals. They love all kinds yeah, of animals. They're in all kinds of animals. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but they're they're you know eventually they were victorious because by 1944, Dr. Ross Dog Food Company had declared bankruptcy. <laughs> all the dogs are gonna go hungry. So sad. Uh, though I would think that marine mammals would make good dog food. Yeah, I don't see why not. It's stinky. It's it's meat, right? Did you know that dog food companies, they make dog food for humans more than dogs? That makes sense to me, yeah. Because if dogs got what they wanted, it would be the most rancid, (laughs) fucking, gross, shitty food that humans could imagine. So they have to make dog food more for humans. I mean, I completely believe that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Mary Roche book who talks about it. And I guess the, the best, the best... Um, compliment a dog can give is if, because they test the food on dogs, right? If a dog eats it and then barfs it up and eats it again. That's when you know you have a good dog food. Uh, So nice they taste it twice. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) My dog does do that, by the way. Yeah, no, I mean, that's great. That means he likes it. He fucking loves it. (laughs) Uh, I have a footnote for you. Okay. 
The Dr. Ross Dog Food Company had a float in, in the um, 1939 Rose Parade. Oh, my God. And there's a photo of it. Yes. Um, but I want to read you the caption. Okay. People mill about at the Dr. Ross Dog Food Company calliope-shaped float at the Rose Parade held January 2nd, 1939. This might be related to the accident this float had when what? the brakes failed and <gasps> ponies rushed into the crowd. Five people were injured, but the float continued on its journey after the ponies were captured. This float won the president's trophy. For what? <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. They, well, that's not... <laughs> we can't... What did it look like? What did it's it calliope have? shaped. What's calliope? Uh, it's like um, an instrument, like a string, like the muses used to play in Greece. Oh. You know Greece? I... <laughs> You know oh, the, the muses? Yeah, yeah. You know Grace. <laughs> you know, with my friend Sandy. Yeah. And the T-Bird. And Danny. <laughs> Danny Zuko. Uh. Hey. Why would a... Why would a... Oh, you know what? Calliope. It's for the angel whales. They got to play. They, they kill because they, they kill killed the whales. They're yeah. angels now. They're angels now. And they play yeah. Calliope. So sad. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> and then, you know... The also, pon- those people they injured <laughs> with the ponies, <laughs> and the ponies probably died. They were probably shot on site. <sighs> they were like you more ponies, dog food though. You did crime. You did crimes. <laughs> <laughs> this is California. Uh, I'm usually not this callous towards animals dying, folks. I just want to. This is. Just, we're. In, you know what? We're in a weird. This is a weird. This is a, we're in a fun space. Yeah, we're in a fun, happy space. <laughs> I'm anti animals dying. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I said that really weird. <laughs> I am anti-animals yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not uh, mean to say it like I didn't mean if it. If you, we were recording this episode after yeah. last. Al took a muscle relaxer. Uh, half a muscle half relaxer. A, last episode. So we're about, you know, an hour into it. So we're getting, I don't know, that's your excuse. The muscle it relaxed most was my brain. Oh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> My edible hasn't kicked in, so let's <laughs> let's get going. Okay, so this was not the last that America would hear about Dr. Ross dog food. Ooh. In fact, they were about to hear a whole lot more. Okay. In some very particular places. Where? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> the company was purchased by brothers Nathan and Dallas B. Lewis. Dallas B. Lewis had previously owned yes. San Francisco's California Cracker Company. Oh. Which operated during the same mid-depression heyday as Dr. Ross. You gotta have crackers in the Great you Depression. You gotta have crackers. Yeah. The 1935 Official Gazette of the United States Patent Office shows several patents filed by Lewis, including cream flake soda crackers, cream flake crispettes, mm. and curiously, graham crackers. What? I say curiously because graham crackers were famously created yeah. in the late 19th century, inspired by the temperance movement preacher Sylvester Graham, yeah, yeah, who yeah. believed that God intended for people to eat dry vegetarian bread and mm. never jerk off. Mm-hmm. His preaching was popular, and graham flour, graham cracker, and graham bread were all created by and for his followers, the Grahamites. This the is all Grahamite. true, folks. This is I all didn't know true. they were called the Grahamites. They were. I have graham crackers frequently as a snack. And you never jerk off. Oh, I. <laughs> I've been off all. I've been every day. I'm at home. Here's the thing: when you're at home, <laughs> you, you just jerk off whatever you want. It's great. That was only back. Wow. Graham crackers were even mentioned. In Herman Melville's critically panned sophomore what? novel, Pierre or the Ambiguities. That's. <laughs> Did Pierre have a graham cracker? 
For all the long wards, corridors, and multitudinous chambers of the apostles were scattered with the stems of apples, the stones of prunes, and the shells of peanuts. They went about huskily muttering the Kantian categories through teeth and lips, dry and dusty as any miller's, with the crumbs of graham crackers. How, where are we going? I assume dog food. (laughs) Yeah, man. This is a great question. It's a great question, man. Oh, boy. We're not just going graham crackers. We can't. No, we did no. all the dog. Okay. No, right. that's a whole other. That's a whole other. But to be fair, to I be fair. wouldn't put it past Dallas B. Lewis to be pulling some shady capitalist patent theft. That's definitely his kind of thing. Mm. He was vehemently anti-union, and he was no. the president of the organization to repeal federal income taxes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Bad man. No, no taxi, please. Bad man. Bad <laughs> no taxi, man. please. He lived in a mansion in Whitley Heights overlooking Los Angeles. Ugh. And when it came to selling his dog food, he put his money in some very specific pockets. Okay. Have you ever heard of Dan Smoot? Uh, 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 he had a tariff. <laughs> oh, okay. There was a Smoot tariff. There was a Smoot tariff? Yeah, about what? They, I don't know. They tariff something. They tariff Smoots. Okay. I might, sorry, my AP US history brain just went... Bleh! Yeah, no, you're, there's smoot, something in there. Smoot. There's, okay. Smoot. I don't know about the tariff, but... I think it was a tariff. Yeah. It was, a, it was two guys smooting someone. Oh, interesting. So Dan Smoot was an FBI agent oh. who left the Bureau to become a far-right radio host. Oh, no. He's basically the blueprint for modern Fox News and Associated Acts. Really? Yeah. What year is 30s, right? Uh, no, we are in 40s. the... Uh, yeah, late 40s, early okay. 50s here. Okay, okay. Out. Was he televangelistic or was Not he... religious. Okay. Wait, 1940s right wing, is it, was he a fucking fascist? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. He was originally the voice and face of Facts Forum, an anti-communist radio program run by oil tycoon H.L. Hunt. Ugh. But he resigned and began his weekly show, The Dan Smoot Report. <laughs> yeah, it's got a funny I don't think this is the name. same Smoot. Oh, okay, a different Smoot. It has to Two be. Two Smoots. Don't make it right. <laughs> but they do. No, they don't. Actually. The right wing. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. ah. Despite only being 15 minutes in length, the show was an effective tool at spreading Smoot's anti-communist, anti-civil rights agenda. Mm. According to the book What's Fair on the Air, Cold War Right Wing Broadcasting of the Public Interest by wow. Heather Hendershot. <laughs> sounds wait, fake. Wait, wait, sounds fake. Wait, does this have a whale in it? No. Okay. We're done with whales. What? The time of whales is over. Oh, boy. Where are we going? <laughs> Smoot's request for patronage with a cry of God deliver me from timid patriots was answered by one Dallas B. Lewis, who became his primary sponsor. Smoot once recounted how an old lady wrote him a fan letter saying that she had switched her cats to Dr. Ross. She said that they were finicky in their tastes, but that she told those communist cats to eat Dr. Ross were starved. What? Cats would be communist. Yeah, yeah cats are absolutely. communists. For sure. I, okay, Dogs so. Dogs are cops, sorry. So, They are absolutely a cop. Lewis didn't actually think he would make any profit by supporting Dan Smoot and considered the cost a public service venture. Mm -hmm. But apparently he found that Smoot's once-a-week 15-minute program sold more dog food than Hopalong Cassidy. What? These fucking fascists have a lot of dogs. They got a lot of dogs. A lot of German shepherds. Fascists love dogs. Fascists do love dogs. (laughs) And dogs love dummy rubs. They do. It's true. D.P. Lewis's money allowed Smoot to expand into television 
and by the mid-60s, the Dance Smoot Report was broadcast by 150 stations in 30 states. What Smoot began would soon grow into a right-wing television empire empowered by Reagan's deregulated marketplace, what? making the medium highly profitable and turning it into the modern miasma we know today. Where? How did we get here? I'm a talking head. <laughs> well, there were whales. This is not my beautiful And then there were dog food. And then... And sea lions. Listen, folks. <laughs> and people died at the Rose Parade. <laughs> now we're at a miasma. We're getting there. We're getting wow. there. Wow. When D.B. Lewis died in 1966, Rip. he left $1 million to the John Birch Society. Oh, what is the John Birch Society? The paleoconservative advocacy group that spawned right-wing leaders like Phyllis Shafley. What? An outspoken opponent of the 1970s Equal Rights Amendment. She argued that equal rights for women would take away the gender-specific privileges they had held thus far, such as separate restrooms for men and women and exemptions from the draft. You know, women's sex-based rights. Oh, they old school turfs. Yep. Ye oldie what? turfs. Ow. Yeah. I was happy killing whales. I know you were, baby. And now we're here. I'm so sorry. This feels like three ad creeps. Uh, well, it's actually just one because it's one company and one ad. What the fuck? <laughs> Jeez. In fact, yeah. the John Birch Society has largely been the bridge between the paleoconservatives of the 1970s, the Tea Party, and the modern alt-right. Oh my god. As well as having deep ties to the Trump administration. The money behind political talking heads and its connection to advertising has always been a problem, from apocalyptic food buckets to mystery meat for dogs. Mm. But often the thing that we remember decades later isn't the message that the money funded, but the jingle. This particular commercial for Dr. Ross dog food is well-remembered and beloved by children of the 50s and 60s, whether or not they remember what program was playing when it aired. Whether you're chasing the whale or eating it, American right-wing television can feel all-destroying, but in the eyes of time, it is yet unconquering. Remember to take a moment to look past Hell's heart and reinvest in community, because unlike Moby Dick, their victory is not inevitable. I saw everything. You saw everything. You saw it all. So this is Dr. Ross's this is Dr. Ross dog, dog food. food. Will I know the jingle? Uh, Probably not. You're not a child of the 50s, so I doubt well, it. Well, I don't know. In my heart. Maybe. I listen to a lot of doo-wop. <laughs> Do you think that D.B. Lewis huh? spent money on doo-wop? On doo-wop. <laughs> for an ad. Or that hot Motown sound. That ran for Barry Goldwater. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Dr. Ross was definitely Into advertising Barry for Barry Goldwater. Okay. Are we watching a Barry Goldwater ad? No, we're watching a Dr. Oh. Ross pet food ad. Is Barry Goldwater in it? Uh, no, but, you know, he'll show up in some other ad. Okay. Creep. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about Barry Goldwater all day. We'll get to you, Goldwater. We'll return after these messages. Get him Dr. Ross dog food, do him a favor. It's got more meat and it's got more flavor. Got more meat to make him feel the way he should. Dr. Ross, dog food is doggone good. Final nose, Ben. Final nose, Ben. Just like human beings, dogs want food with more flavor. Feed your dog the Dr. Ross variety diet with meat, liver, chicken, and cheese flavors. All four flavors have more lean red meat with just the right amount of fresh garden vegetables and especially selected cereals. You just can't buy a better dog food. Buy it, try it. The Dr. Ross Variety Diet. Welcome back to the show. Okay. Hmm? First thing I'm disturbed by. Yeah. It says Dr. Ross cat or dog food. Yeah. 
They can't eat the same no, thing. No, they can't. In fact, they would get one would get very ill. Yeah. Liver-wise. They truly shouldn't. Yeah, they should not. Absolutely should not. Other number two, there's four flavors. Yeah. Cheese. Liver. Mm. Meat. Yeah. Seafood? Chicken? Chicken? I don't know. There's four of them. Yeah. This is an old ad, like 1950s, where there's nothing animated because yeah. you're not going to spend the money because the money has to go the right wing. Duh. Um, <laughs> and there's just pictures. There's pictures. And one of them is of like a very sick looking dog. Sick looking dog <laughs> dreaming of Dr. Ross's dog or cat food. Yeah. And probably because he's eating and he's like, this should be for a cat. I can't eat this. I can't have this. My liver is shutting I need down. whale. My kidneys. <laughs> My kidneys are shutting down, <laughs> Oh, I don't like this. No, I, I don't, don't like this yeah, at all. Yeah, it's bad. It's very, very bad. So do I have to market a new Dr. Ross's dog or cat food? I mean, hey, listen, the the, the field's there. Play ball, oh, as they say in sports. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Dr. Ross, he's still here. Is They're still giving money? Are they still? There's uh, not around. I think, no, they got, like, absorbed into Skippy, so. Okay, okay. Look. QAnon needs a lot of money. <laughs> Dr. Ross is here and he's gotta he's gotta give all the money to that guy yeah. on the Reddit. Uh no, on something. So what do we gotta but we gotta serve dog and cat food. We gotta. Dr. Ross's dog or cat food. This is what they're gonna do. This is what makes the money. And look, in the past, Dr. Ross has killed a lot of whales. And also sea lions. And injured some people. And also maybe injured and or killed some people. And those ponies definitely got shot. Yeah, absolutely. In the streets. So, we gotta back away from <laughs> okay. that. Okay. What, so what Dr. Ross is gonna do is he's just gonna start rifling through the compost. <laughs> you know what dogs and cats both love? Your trash food. Oh, they love the trash Anything food. Anything on a plate, folks. So, <laughs> this is recyclable... The right wing loves that shit. (laughs) Mm. So they're actually not going to spend any money on product. Okay, yeah. Because they're just just, going to go... It's garbage. It's just just literally garbage. garbage. They're going to take food out of the mouth of the raccoon and put it into your dog. (laughs) And that's what I voted for. (laughs) So imagine, I'm a dog owner. I open up a can. It's just half a cup of corn. (laughs) There's a little bit of butter on it. This is what Fido's eating tonight, folks. (laughs) And you know what? He loves it. I, okay, and this is from experience. I'm a dog owner. Timbit is the joy of my life. Today, he was a little bored, so I went to the bottom of my fridge, and I took out a limp piece of celery, threw it out the back. He had the time of his fucking life with it. He chewed it like a bone. He loves that stuff. He loves trash food. Yeah. So this is what Dr. Ross is going to do. I love so it. So all, fo- all the product is just... Triage. And so then they can fund, you know... Great stuff. <laughs> so the the ad is just like because it's low cost. It's yeah. just pictures. Again. Okay, it's yeah. just pictures. And a, just a very sick dog. It's just yet so god. If you're like feeding, a, a very sick CG dog, you can't you can't feed your dog corn cobs, folks. It can get caught in their guts. And you know what? Doctor Ross is willing to take that risk. <laughs> if he was gonna feed your dog sea lion, I'd rather my dog eat a sea lion. <laughs> Okay, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you did it. You nailed it. it. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Baby in the hood. Oh, and also, there's a Herman Melville is the mascot. <laughs> what? 
Not Moby Dick. No, it's the, the, the writer, Melville. Mr. Herman Melville. He's there. Uh, he's sitting on the do- like the D in Dr. Ross. He's sitting there with a big like fishing line. Yeah. And just like trash. Yeah. He was unappreciated in his time. Absolutely. He's still unappreciated in my home. <laughs> like me. trash. Like like trash. I have something you can appreciate. I would love to see something I can appreciate. So this is actually a ad that was sent by a listener and my sibling. <gasps> Your sibling. One, Reagan. Hello, Reagan. Thank you for gonna, listening. I was going to say my last name, but it's also their last name. Hello, Reagan. Thank you for listening. Hello, Reagan. Thank you for listening. Reagan sent me a ad, mm. and it's for pizza. Oh, okay. In the Buffalo area. Ooh. Um, I believe it's from 1983. Yeah. Uh, this ad is less of a local ad, more of a horror film. Okay. You ready? I'm into it. Okay. You can uh, watch it on our, you know. Thing. Thing. Sources. <laughs> Got it. We're good. We're good. Now you can celebrate your birthday with Peppy Roni and Sylvester Stallion at the Pizza Planet. For $5.50 per person, you'll get pizza, pop, game tokens, and an ice cream sundae. Plus a special birthday show with Peppy Roni and a visit with Sylvester Stallion and a member of the Buffalo Stallions team. Everyone at your party will receive a ticket good at any Buffalo Stallions home game, too. Ten or more in your party. And the birthday person will receive an autographed soccer ball. So have your best birthday ever at the Pizza Planet. Um, 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 I saw Peppy Roni go into the ball pit and he never came out. <laughs> Peppy Roni is a panda? Peppy Roni is a panda. And it looks like he's got his <laughs> face smashed in. <laughs> and Sylvester Stallion is a horse? I think, so the, so the, I think it's a soccer team in yeah. Buffalo. But they must have a mascot. They must have a mascot. This is like a kind of knockoff Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it, well, it's a knock-knock, it's a knock-off-off. Uh, <laughs> it's also, a knock-it-off. It's, it's, it's the Pizza Planet. At the end, it tells you where the Pizza Planet is. Uh, and this is the most Buffalo thing possible. 6860 Main at Transit, next to Denim World. <laughs> Peppy Roni's gonna get some new threads. <laughs> Peppy Roni. Can I tell you what I love about this commercial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It said, the birthday person. The birthday person. It did not say the birthday boy or girl. You can have pop, you can have pizza, and no gender if no, you want. No, you don't have to have it. <laughs> you can opt out of gender. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I hate when people say he or she. Yeah. Fuck, guys, it's just one word. You can just use they. You can just use that. You can just one word. And you know why they did that in that commercial? Why? Because Pepperoni doesn't have a gender. <laughs> He's he don't believe in it. <laughs> Pepperoni. Pepperoni is a he they non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it looks like Ron, but I that's that's mean and a cryptid. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, if you are a he they cryptid, um, only if. <laughs> you can send us our local ad, uh, your local ad, adcreeps at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at adcreeps, and we love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, only you. And also, if you're Pepperoni, call me. Wow. Especially, you want to go to Denim World? 
with me. I'll treat you, babe. Wow. Okay, I think it's time. To... It's time. It's time. It's time. Until next time, we are signing, signing off. off. Mm, but first, a word for my spouse.